Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is v Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on v the sports betting network. It is a Tuesday edition of v Final Countdown here on v Matt Brown. Jonathan Von Tobel joining me on the desk here for, you know, a review of what was, I guess, an interesting Monday night game-ish. You know, uh, my Colts lost, you know, and that's what I love to see. I mean, so, you know, you know what? one of those... Go. I guess we'll call it interesting. It was interesting-ish, I by guess. Way, I don't really know. So I'm here for the rest yeah. of the week, by the way. Yes. Um, I have a holiday conundrum that was presented to me a couple oh of days ago. You were asked to go to Cracker Barrel. Via Steph, the producer, actually. Unknowingly, I think, to her. She put me in quite the quandary. It's a tease. Whenever you want to get to it, we can get to it. But I've got a holiday conundrum. Okay, well, we are. We're gonna. That's a, that. This is a good tease because you're gonna stick around because you are going to want to figure out what this is all about. There's no doubt about that. Uh, we'll talk to Danielle Alvari a little bit later in the show as well. See all things L.A. with her. But I mean, I guess we might as well go ahead and hit this uh, hit this Monday Night Football game real quick. And listen, I didn't get it. I would have been interested to get your perspective on why. The money started to come in on the Colts. I yep. didn't understand why that was. The initial three goes all the way to four and a half, then comes back down to four. Then before kickoff, this thing gets three, three and a half across the board. I mean, literally every single book in the country comes down. Then here in town, Circa put, posts an expensive three. So it gets all the way back down to three again. Yep. So we get like a juiced three in which I decided to Come back in another a little a little double dip there. Um, whenever it get made its way all the way back down to three, 
What do you think people were seeing here? Was this just optimism that Nick Foles was going to be that much better than what they had gotten at the quarterback position so far? Yeah, I guess. Like, so, like, on the, on, I would say I filled it on primetime yesterday. Mm-hmm. And while I didn't bet it, my thing was making the case for, like, I think this is why you would make the case for Indianapolis, which mm-hmm. is like, they can run, they should still be able to run the ball relatively well, or at least a baseline that protects Nick Foles mm-hmm. to a certain extent that should allow him to put forth a relatively simple game plan. We've talked a lot about the Chargers run defense, and, you know, that gets you to a point where when you're talking about like four, right? Maybe that's worth grabbing at home mm-hmm. with Indianapolis because I don't think you're really downgrading Indianapolis because of Nick Foles because you can't get much worse yeah. than Matt Ryan. I mean, maybe that's part of it. The, the fact that the Chargers, uh, right, narratively have not very been very good in the road favorite role, yeah. as we have talked about many times. And you're maybe buying at a market high. I mean, those are the fa- those are the arguments that I presented. It's not like I was full throat in and had better sure. on Indianapolis, but it, it was one of those where if you're asking me, I take Indianapolis given those facets. And I will say, at the beginning of the game, I don't know why with the practice squad quarterback, you're spreading it out and slinging it downfield. Like I was really surprised by the approach for Indianapolis, and I think that killed them. It really, it really was. And I mean, I. I tweeted this last night, and I actually do really do believe this. I said the Chargers are really fortunate that they ran into the Colts tonight because about 28 other teams in the NFL would have probably beat them last night. I mean, that was a horrible, horrible game plan. I mean, look, Lombardi has got to go in the offseason. I mean, like this, there's too many weapons on this team with this quarterback on a rookie contract, all the stuff like that. They should not look disjointed all the time like they do. And this is an this is a team which is going to be very, very tough to back in the playoffs, which by the way, the win last night does get them in the playoffs. So yep. it's going to be very, very tough to back in the playoffs because the sequencing doesn't make any sense. The play calling doesn't make any sense. There's absolutely so last night, the one of the reasons I took I took Austin Eckler over on his receiving yards was for whatever reason, Indianapolis was literally a bottom three team and covering backs out of the backfield. Mm-hmm. They didn't throw it Austin Eckler until halfway through the third quarter. Like yep. not, they didn't even, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me what's going on out there. And, and this is not a small sample size. Last year we were saying the same thing. We're like, what is going on with this offense? This offense should be much, much better than it is at least far more consistent than it is. And it's carried over into this season and there's no excuses. Now you've got Allen out there. You've got Williams out there. You've got Eckler. You've got all these even ancillary guys. I mean, Palmer and Carter are pretty good for and five options when we're talking about pass games. So I don't, I don't know, man. I, I think this is a, a pretty easy fade team once we get to the playoffs. Yeah. I think everything defensively and, mm-hmm. and just looking at this team, like your tier point, when you have Justin Herbert, he should not be one of the quarterbacks that has the lowest average tar- yeah. depth of target in the national football league. Given his skill set, his physical abilities, like this is a guy who can be super aggressive with the passing attack, and especially the wide receivers, not even just fields, right? Like, yeah. or excuse me, uh, Herbert's arm. Like, it's everything that you have with this team, and yet they're wildly conservative with this kid. So, I would agree with every point that you're making. I, you know, I would say maybe depending on what the matchup might be for them getting into the postseason, you know, if you climb your way to like the Jaguars, for example, and you have to go to Jacksonville, it's, it's a more favorable matchup for you than maybe having to run into a, a Cincinnati type mm-hmm. that I think would be much worse for them. Um, but having said that, I would agree with your general point, which is, all right, cool, we get to see Justin Herbert in the playoffs, but there's been nothing from an offensive play-calling standpoint or, frankly, defense, yeah. defensive standpoint that would make me think this team actually can make a run in the postseason. You look at it and you see a 20-3 to final as the score here. I mean, this was a scoreless first quarter. Yep. It looked absolutely. It looked absolutely. I bet in game over. I was, gonna, I was like, yeah, I was exactly. Like, right. So they're moving. They so got I'm saying do, you're, yep. you're sitting here thinking like, okay, eventually. And I, I kept doing the same thing. I'm sitting there like, okay, they're going to figure it out. Yep. So eventually they're going to figure this out. Like, but and they just never got anything go, going. Herbert finishes 
24 of 31, but just for 235 yards, doesn't throw a touchdown and was intercepted one time. And as I mentioned, you know, the, the thing Austin Eckler uh, does finally end up with four catches, but it, again, didn't even see his first target until midway through the third quarter. Only gets four four catches for 12 yards. It was a big Keenan Allen day, 11 for 104. But, man, I look on the other side of the ball here when Nick Foles gifts you three interceptions, yep. and this game should have been – I mean, this should have been a run out. This should have been a 30-plus point performance here by this Charger squad. And instead – we get this this twenty to three, which by the way, no no consistency whatsoever to Brandon Staley. Man, he snowed me. I thought he was sharp, fake sharp. Oh, the, he the, goes the for it possession. The, he goes for it on the fourth. The, the the one where he goes for it on fourth down to get down to the inside the two yard line to, the, to then kick the field goal from right. inside the two yard line. What did you go for it on the on fourth down if you were not going to go for it inside the two yard line? No consistency with any of these calls and stuff. And it's like that is why you look at these head coaches sometimes and you go. You know what? This guy's not sharp. I, I will honestly say, I, and I'll believe this till the day I die, I think social media ruined Brandon Staley. I thought that was him, right? Because the thing about it, too, I was at the first or the second drive offensively. Yeah. They're like a fourth and two at midfield, yeah. and they decide to punt it. I, I know I'm with you. I, I'm amazed. And to, to me, it's, it's what you're talking about, right? It's consistency. Yes. It's not just going for it. It's the times he chooses to and the times he chooses not to are so weird and don't match with the sheet, if you will, right. or just the general thought. Like you're like, oh, okay, well, you're doing this. You're like, if X, then Y. And he's like, all right, X, then L. And I'm like, wait, yeah. what? Like, that doesn't make any sense. No, I completely agree the, with you. The fourth, it's fourth and three, and you go for it in order to, and the idea behind it would be to continue a drive to score a touchdown. Then you right. get it inside the two-yard line. And then decide to kick the field goal on fourth right. down. Like the whole point you went for it to begin with was because you didn't want to settle for a field goal. You want to get a touchdown, you get inside the two yard line, and then you decide to kick a field goal. I just don't understand any of this stuff. And again, yeah, I mean, it, like I said, maybe maybe there is some sort of matchup here that I could find myself wanting to back this team. I felt very fortunate last night. I mean, even even though it was a convincing final score, you know, at the 20 to three thing with the 17 point margin, I felt fortunate to get that cover. I felt kind of dirty with it. Cause I mean, it just, it was not a good performance. Like you said, really on either side of the ball. I mean, the Derwin James hit not to get into too much sports talk radio here, but it's like, it looked like he was trying to be malicious on that hit. I yeah, mean, it, it was did. like, oh, man, it, was like it looked like he was trying to be malicious, and you're just kind of like, what, what are you, what are you doing, man? Like, what, what's going on? It was a weird game, uh, but the Colts are doing the right thing. Yes, starting Nick Foles and trying to lose as many games as yes. possible. It was a brilliant move. Yes, they were. You know, you were, you were obviously listening to the commentary as well, where they're like. I mean, I think they ought to give Sam Ellinger a try. It's like, no, no this guy's throwing <laughs> right. throwing up YOLO interceptions. That's what you're trying to do here. The, like, the tie, is, actually, and you're upset yeah. because the tie at the beginning of the season is going to kill you. <laughs> you're, you're, you're picking fifth right now. You, want, absolutely, you want the YOLO picks, right. man. Like That's what we're going for here. If you don't know how this works, this is a team that is very well-versed in having a franchise quarterback. Uh, they had this guy named Manning and a guy named Luck. I mean, they understand what it means to have a franchise quarterback, and all this little stuff that they've been doing over the last three years has not worked out. And, and listen, they're going to get a good pick. They're going to get a good. They're going to get a quarterback in this I'm draft. Get and, Will Levis actually. And I'm that's sure. and listen. I, I actually think. I mean, we we'll talk draft a little bit later, maybe in the show. I I think Levis is going to. I think Levis is going to be good. I, I think he's one of those guys that's going to prove himself in the NFL. Yeah. Um, in college football, we do have a final Buffalo was able to take down Georgia Southern 23-21, to 21, the battle of two 6-6 six and six teams. So how they finish up the 7-6 uh, the and 6-7 six and six and seven on the season with this one. So a two-point win by Buffalo. I'm sure you were all over the Camellia Bowl. Uh, no, I wasn't, but I will mm-hmm. say this. Um, and I'm going to double-check to see if I, uh, I, I'm getting this correct here. Yes. So yesterday going through, this is the only insight I have for you on this game. Mm. 
Going through some of the props, Cole Snyder, the Buffalo quarterback, was minus at some spots 225 to throw an interception. Minus 225? Yes, and I had somebody else read it to double check that I was right. Yes. Like, I thought, I was like, all right, am I misreading this? Whatever it was. He was minus 225 to throw an interception. Yes. He did not, by the way. He did, he did not. <laughs> no, I, mean, no. I mean, yes, that's like one of those where just on principle, you take the other side so and we just hope that, on, yeah. On primetime yesterday, I was looking at it. I was like, yeah, that's, that's minus 225. Yes. We do have a game in action yeah, right now. We have the Serve Pro First Responder Bowl. This right. is Memphis and Utah State. They are currently tied at three. Another couple six and six teams in this one, I imagine you didn't have anything in the account for this one either. No, I'm actually the, the bowl bets that I do have in the account mm-hmm. are starting up tomorrow. So this is like the last day where I really don't have anything else going on in, in any way, shape or form. There we go. So there's, we're going to have some expert bowl advice here from Jonathan Von Tobel. The rest, the, rest, oh, the rest, the rest of the week. I like this. <laughs> I've man. got bets. I don't know if it's expert advice. I, I like this a ton. I actually put in, I don't know why I, the more I've dug into this, uh, Georgia, Ohio State, and I came in and put in a little bit more on Georgia as well. Yeah, like, yeah, go, it's baby. just it's one of those man. This that defense is really, 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 really good, and oh, I just wonder. The car. Ah, to, that's brutal. I, I forget my glasses. You've got yeah. you forget your phone. Like we don't know what's going on around here. I can I can see. I was about to go bet more on Georgia just see, in solidarity. I just with can't you. see as well. Yeah. So if you see me kind of like looking all weird or something, it's like I can see. I just interesting von well, Tobel so. family fact: my mom is legally blind. Look at this. See, look, we got all kinds of stuff. And we're going to get some more facts from you here or whatever after this is all said and done. We're going to run through some news nuggets that have come out today as well, see if that has affected these betting lines. When we come back, it's Final Countdown. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my there's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. (sighs) Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot. 
The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. The countdown to 2023 has started, and Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook has you covered to start the new year off with a bang. Join Bet Rivers on both New Year's Eve and New Year's Day to ring in 2023. Log on to BetRivers.com or download the Bet Rivers app on December 31st to receive a 22% profit boost. Then you can come back on the 1st. And they're going to give you a 23% profit boost wow. for any qualifying wager. You get it because one's in 2022 and then one's in 2023. Bam. Love it. You can come back in 2024. They'll probably give you 24%. That's right. Celebrate with Bet Rivers and get not one, but two profit boosts. It's a whole new game. So we talked yesterday. Uh, we were on air as Derrick Henry was not going to practice mm-hmm. on Monday. Then the speculation began whether he was going to play or not. He, he was supposedly back at practice today, but then what? said, Whatever we do, I'll be ready when asked if he was going to play on Thursday. There's no reason for him to play, John. Right. As we well know, the only way they have a chance to win in Week 18 is if they have a healthy Derrick Henry. If he plays on Thursday, this is coaching malpractice. And I actually think Vrabel is one of the sharp guys out there, but this would be this would be coaching malpractice. Right. This is where Vrabel as football guy meets Vrabel as kind of smart dude kind yes. of come to a head. There, There's no reason that anybody – with value to your team that increases the probability of you winning a single game should be out there for you on a short week with absolutely nothing to play for. Everything you need comes up in 10 days or whatever amount of days from it is today, right? When you play Jacksonville for the division, you need everybody ready. You can gain, you can gain nothing, nothing of positive nature from this game. If you play Derrick Henry, it is, it is, it is, it is, all downside, absolutely no upside whatsoever. He's not in the running for Offensive Player of the Year or MVP or any of that. You know, you can't even, like, go that narrative street thing. The problem with their generation, man. Literally, none of this is going on out there. I know you asked the old school GMs, you know what they're going to say? He wants to be out there to help his teammates. That's why. And it's like, yeah, no, he's out there to help them make the playoffs. And if if he can't play in Week 18, then he's actually doing them a disservice. So, yes, old school GM, I don't want to hear you talking about any of that. So, what it did yesterday, we did see some line movement when this came out and as we sit right now it has continued to move at least a little bit so we saw this move from nine and a half to the 10 now to 10 and a half at a few of the books out there rest of country 40 and a half so a pretty low total in this thing as the titans are going to host the dallas cowboys of course the cowboys will be playing 
you know, for every, because I mean, every, nothing is really solidified quite yet. So the Dallas Cowboys still do have a lot of motivation here yep. to, uh, to go and play and win this thing. And I was, you know, I was kind of joking yesterday, but not really when I was saying, do I, do I lay 10 points here in a 40 and a half game? And like, I almost feel like I would be inclined to lay 10 points here in a 40 and a half total game because this Titans without, without Derrick Henry, and if they take the rational approach like you and I are talking right. about, then this should be almost like a preseason game from a Titan standpoint against a, f- a full reason to win and win at margin here game against or, with the Cowboys. Is this the one time where I know there's a lot of plus EV people that will get mad at mm. this. Is this the one time where you're looking at including the Cowboys and teasing them down to like minus right. four, right? right? Like where you're looking around at this to your point that where you have these two diverging paths the Titans have nothing here. The Cowboys still have a glimmer of hope and want to improve their seating, but also have a potential shot at still winning mm-hmm. this division. Like I would think that maybe, and a lot of people still do this anyway, but this is the time where you're looking at a non-traditional yeah. teasing that down and getting to minus four. Because you're, you, I mean, look, Malik Willis is not going to beat the Cowboys having to throw the ball. Right. 40 times or 30, 35 times. So I think we feel pretty Doesn't confident. Great, in, yes. I think we'd feel pretty confident in getting Dallas at that number. So yeah, that is, that is interesting. Uh, one of the things we are, we will be monitoring and we don't have an answer to this quite yet is who the commanders are going to start at quarterback. They said that they we will know. let us know by Wednesday, but I mean, come on, if you've made the switch, you've made the switch, right? Right. I think we know, we know what's going to happen. Here. Like you, you, you've, once you've made the switch, you've made the switch. You can't it's go over. back. You can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. And, and by the way, can we just say this? And this is why like, because uh, you and I had talked about this before, mm-hmm. and I had said this a lot. Like, I was waiting for, you know, Taylor uh, Heineke to pay for being a bad mm-hmm. quarterback, and everybody's like, he's seven, whatever. And mm-hmm. Like, no, he's been bad. He's not been good. And, by the way, the one moment in which he was bad and they're already willing to make the switch tells you all you need yeah. to know yeah. about the way that he's been playing quarterback. Yeah. The second the magic evaporated, they were like, all right, we got to get out of here because yeah. this is a nightmare. We got to punt on this because, yeah, this <laughs> this could give South really, really, really quick. What this does, it does have the commanders as anywhere from a point and a half all the way to two and a half home favorites over the Cleveland Browns. That also with a very low total of 40 and a half in that one. So, again, this Brown squad and in JVT, we will we'll talk teasers a little bit later, but this would be a this would be an interesting one, and you would certainly have to have some stones if you wanted to go in that direction. Uh, one of the things we do know this Tua Tagovailoa stuff is probably going to end with him not playing at least this week and maybe the rest of the season. I cannot imagine with if they really have tightened up this concussion protocol with everything. I can't imagine that they are going to right. allow him to to play in this game. So what we did see yesterday as this news broke, we did get the line flip, was sitting about a point, point and a half in favor of the Dolphins, moves all the way. Now, universally here, it's two and a half in favor of the Patriots at home over this Dolphins team, 42 being the total. I think that's about appropriate. Um, look, Teddy Bridgewater, I actually went and dug into some stats with, with Teddy on this thing, and I guess I – Thought he played much worse than he did. The only problem is, is he just doesn't have much of a sample size, I guess. Right. But he's 37 of 60 for 522 yards, three touchdowns, three interceptions. That's obviously not great. But his, his average depth of target, 9.6 yards down the field, actually puts him in the top 10 of all quarterbacks that have at least 40 pass attempts on the season. His PFF passer grades at 69.6, which puts him in the same neighborhood as like Dak Prescott and Jared Goff and Daniel Jones and guys like that or whatever. So, I mean, look, not great. And he certainly, you know, three, three TDs to three interceptions. You don't want a one-to-one ratio or anything, but I mean, I guess I had, my memory was that he had been atrocious where he's just been, I guess. Okay. Meh, I guess. Yeah. I look, I, I actually, I don't know if there's that much of a difference. Like there is a difference. Don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong. 
But if we're talking about a Dolphins team, that what do we see first opener was? Dolphins two, right? Yeah. And now we're talking about all the way to Patriots minus three. I don't know if there is that difference. So at least get to the point where you're catching that full three with Miami. Because here's the thing. You mentioned all the numbers that are similar for them. The other thing that's pretty similar is they commit turnover-worthy plays on a similar mm-hmm. rate as well. And we know the one thing about this offense, this is very true. Tua was not an MVP. The floor is raised of quarterback play in this offense. And so if Teddy Bridgewater comes in, they still operate at a general same level, right? He just takes care of the football. Realistically, how much of a drop-off is there between right. Tua Tungabailoa and Teddy Bridgewater? Yeah, and especially if we kind of look, I mean, if I guess I didn't know he was pushing the ball down the field as much as he was whenever he was playing. And again, I understand small sample yeah, size, pretty average, yeah, small sample size. I get it, but I mean, like we're he's probably pretty smart enough to adapt to the personnel that he's got as well. I mean, like we have to understand every a lot of the stuff where we have with the sample size stuff that we have with Teddy Bridgewater was a lot of the personnel that was around him too, right? I mean, like, mm-hmm. you just don't have a Jalen Waddle and a Tyreek Hill at your at your disposal, right? I mean, like, very often. So now that he has that, I, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not ready to just write this off as a definite Patriots win. I guess I'll just right. put it that way. Oh, yeah. Well, and then on the other end, too, you, you get one of, I mean, one of the most inadequate offenses in the NFL, right? Poorly mm-hmm. played, poorly called. Uh, we know all the issues that they are going through at this point right now. Uh, and a defense is, as we have discussed, right? I mean, it has clearly shown its warts now mm-hmm. since, I would say, what, the Vikings game, maybe a little bit before that, that uh, was it a Monday night game against Chicago? No, I'm with you. Like, I, I don't think by any means you're eliminating Miami. And as this continues to go along, we talk about this all the time. When it's officially official, yeah, right, where does this get to? Three and a half? Four? Right. Who knows? Right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's just that's so wild to me that I guess that that's going to be the, the case here. But I, I mean, that's, that's what we've seen. And we've seen it come out time and time and time again. It's probably going to do it. Yet again, this doesn't have any really real betting implications unless you believe in the, you know, win one for the Gipper thing, let's rally around or anything. But J.J. Watt came out of nowhere and, and announced on Twitter today that he was going to be retiring and that this was going to be his final home game Did he? of his career. I don't buy the J.J. Watt stick. You don't? No, he's going to come back next year. No, he's done. J.J. Watt loves attention. He's done. He, you know why he's done? Because he realizes he, he's he's getting injured like every every, every season now. And it's not worth coming back and doing that yet again on a team that's going to finish because they're not going to have Kyler Murray until November, you know, or yeah. whatever. So, like, come back and do that again on a team that's going to finish seven and ten, six and nine, or whatever, you know, six, or whatever, six and eleven. Watt. Finally, yes. he's yes. just like I'm out. So it's one of those deals where I, I actually kind of do believe that he's going to be done. I mean, definitely a Hall of Famer, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely a Hall of Famer. I would say so. Yeah, he's America's it's, defensive end. I mean, I do understand that he was that he was, you know, in and out of lineups a lot. But I think when he was out there, he was as dominant, certainly in his peak, than just about anybody out there. You were probably watching Clippers, 14-point down with uh, oh, three, three minutes to go and come back and then end up winning the game against the Pistons in overtime. What do you think about that Clippers team? You were on here a few weeks ago. You were saying, hey, listen, this Clippers team might be I sneaky. Keep, I keep – so I was looking for my phone, too mm-hmm. – um, I keep every time. So at Circa, they've got them. They had them at like ten fifty, and I bet them. Mm. Then they were like eleven. I bet them at eleven fifty. Yeah. Like I, they, they were legit, man. And they didn't have Kawhi Leonard yesterday either. But yeah. th- this is this is what this team is, right? <laughs> like they are a team that will. The Athletic had a great piece on them, which is they are the team that will uh, lose games inexplicably that they should not, and they will win games that they should not because they are down by ridiculous deficits in times <laughs> in which they should not be able to come back from. This team's awesome, dude. Now it's a tough spot now because they're on no rest in Toronto. Kawhi Leonard's going to be back, but I am telling you, just quietly look at what this team has done. The numbers with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are super, super tight in terms of what they used to be. 
in a Western Conference, it kind of stinks. Like, just it look is. out, my friend. Just we will we will revisit the uh, the NBA here in a couple of segments because I do want to ask you about a couple of other games that happened yesterday. And I'm not saying that games that happen in late December are going to change anything for the rest of the course of the season, but I do think that there's some interesting stuff that Ooh. happened yesterday. But Danielle Alvari, when we come back. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. College Bowl season is here, and VSIN has you covered. We have pick spreads and totals for every single bowl game. Head to VSIN.com and check out our bowl betting coverage while you're there. Now's a great time to become a VEASAN Pro subscriber. For only 79 American, you get access to everything we do from now through the big dance. And you can do that at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can find stuff from this young lady on that website, I imagine, if you dig hard enough. I don't know if it's her daily content. JVT next to me has daily content, and Steph now, producer Steph's doing the content all over the place. I don't have any content on the website. Maybe, maybe Danielle does. She is Danielle Avari. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I stick to the socials, guys. Okay, That's where you okay, can find right. me every day. Okay, yeah. so uh, vison.com, and then, and then once you're Vicen. there, then click on the Instagram thing, and then... Uh, and then follow Vison on TikTok as well, please. Oh, so the, we're trying the, to build this up. Thank the TikTok you. as well, and what's the other one? Is there Instagram, TikTok, are the only people the ones I don't people think, care I don't about? think Vison's got a Reddit account, so... Put it there. YouTube. 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 Yeah, yeah. Do they do Snapchatting? Danielle, Snapchat a thing anymore? Uh, not unless you're under 18. Oh, okay. So Snapchat's yeah. not a thing. No. Snapchat, delete that off the phone. Like they don't need to leave, don't need Snapchat anymore to feel young. All right. So we were talking uh, a little bit about the Chargers. You and I were both on on the Chargers. Um, mm-hmm. I feel a little dirty about that win just for the fact that they didn't play very mm-hmm. well. And fortunately, they just ran into one of the, if not maybe at this point, the worst team in the NFL, if they're going to continue to start Nick Foles out there. Um, they made the playoffs, so they're heading to the playoffs. But how do you feel about this team kind of moving forward? Because, man, I have mixed emotions about how this offense is being called, the execution, the mm-hmm. different things like that. No, I completely agree. And it's a little bit annoying because, obviously, we've seen such incredible things from Justin Herbert so far and not really getting to see him at his full potential and not getting to see him in playoffs last year. And then now, them actually clinching and going, it's like, are we going to get what we really want to see out of this Chargers team still? I'm not really convinced. Uh, And unfortunately, now they have to play a Rams team, which makes me nervous, even with how the Rams have looked this entire season, have nothing going for them, obviously not even looking at playoffs. But then I think back to the Chargers missing playoffs last year against the Texans, threw away a game that easily could have been one. So there's a lot of things that aren't really clicking exactly right here for me. Um, but I have no reason to believe that they can't beat this completely depleted Rams team in this coming week. What about from a uh, total standpoint, what are you expecting in this game? If anything, because like when I was like, when you watch the Rams, obviously a misleading score on Nickelodeon this last weekend <laughs> because of their defense. Uh, what are you expecting at all? If you have anything, cause it's obviously a pretty low total of 41. Yeah, weirdly actually high for Rams totals so far that we've seen this season. One of the highest we've seen in weeks for a Rams game. Uh, This is too low for me to touch just because I'm not sure what we'll get out of the Chargers. But if you can get something in game, I'd be interested in something like that because I could see this being a slow start. Uh, Maybe this gets down well into the 30s. But I I mean, it's tough with these two teams, obviously, right now when we're not really sure if the Chargers are going to continue in this trajectory. And even still, as Matt mentioned, against a really terrible Colts team, still only able to put up 20. So not really sure what we're going to see from these two teams. 
Did you watch any of the broadcast on Nickelodeon? I'll admit, I flipped I did, over. I, I flipped it. over for about five minutes to give it a, give it a shot. Did you? What, did you take in some of the uh, the sliming and the whatnots and all the things? Uh, yeah, I think. Why are we not doing all the games this way? Yeah, I mean, well, especially games um, between those types of teams. Right? I'm not afraid to admit every game that has been on Nickelodeon, I have watched through and through. Like that's the broadcast that I have chosen the every kids time. Yes. Or just because for your own enjoyment. <laughs> he, he, yeah. likes the, he likes at, the play by play. At home by myself. My mom takes the kids on Sundays. I'm home by myself <laughs> watching these things. Uh, they do a brilliant the Patrick's play by play call of Russell Wilson's interception. Patrick Starr from SpongeBob SquarePants. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, exactly. That's what I was uh, that's what I was thinking. I think they need to bring the sliming back. They haven't slimed anybody in so long. Didn't they actually I thought someone got physically slimed on the sideline for on, on this this game. I know they they slimed Baker Mayfield at practice cuz he was like the MVP when they beat the Raiders. Not that I have this like deep knowledge of Nickelodeon lore. Um, or something yeah, like yeah. that, but you kind of feel like maybe that that was the also, case. Also fun fact, vanilla pudding, food coloring and applesauce with oatmeal. That's slime. Vanilla whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, yeah, this that is... That was a deep dive this, there, this is, well, here's This is the pro tip for the hour, obviously. Right. So, like, what, what, what is it again? <laughs> it's, uh, it's vanilla pudding, uh, uh, apple sauce. I don't know why I said that weird. Uh, oatmeal and food coloring. Oh, well... It's a balanced breakfast. Okay, interesting. I will yeah. have to... Uh, Maybe never give that a shot, but I, it's good to know. It's good. It's a knowledge. Uh, let's have, let's go over the NBA. Uh, of course, the Clippers with the with the big comeback last night. That said, they do have to come back and play again tonight. Toronto, mm-hmm. uh, as we as we sit right now, Raptors a three and a half to four point home favorite in this thing. Two eighteen and a half is your total. What are you looking for in this one? Well, I mean, as JVT mentioned, we were waiting to hear the status of Kawhi and Paul George, supposedly both available tonight. Only John Wall is listed as out, which I don't necessarily think is a negative for this team. Uh, The Clippers have been so frustrating and confusing for me this season, but uh, able to put up that obviously last second, last ditch effort win uh, versus the Pistons the night before able to win by double digits actually in overtime. So with that, obviously coming off a back-to-back, you'd look towards maybe an under here. I'd like to look under Paul George. If he's playing under 22 and a half points, he had 32 last night, back-to-back spot. He only scored more than 22 points in Toronto three times out of 15 in his career. Uh, And with Kawhi in, he's only gone over twice out of the 11 games they've actually played together. Um, Only gone over this exact number 22, four times in his last 10 games. So under 22 and a half for me, seems like a pretty safe spot for Paul George. And that's the thing about this Clippers team is they're one of the t- few teams in the NBA that's so well balanced and so well coached, even when their stars are out. So Paul George can kind of take a backseat to Kawhi Leonard or Norman Powell or whoever, um, because they're been able to back these people up. And so with that, I also would like to look at something with like Luke Kennard because he's been incredible for them so far this season. Uh, plus 117, it is plus minus right now. Uh, Clippers are eight and one with him playing at least 25 minutes. So I'm kind of looking for something to play there as well. But right now, I really like Paul George under his points just based on this back to back spot. Danielle, my crazy, I, I keep preaching and I also keep betting the Clippers to win the NBA Finals um, with <laughs> Kawhi Leonard on the floor. These numbers are looking the same like they were when they were at the peak of their powers. They're 10 and 3 in the 13 games in which Kawhi Leonard has played. Like why at least in the in the very least in the Western Conference it looks pretty thin at this point with the Clippers as they rounded to form not be a legitimate threat. Yeah, at 8-1 to one especially, they're fourth in the West. And like I mentioned, they've only played 11 games together, Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. And when they do, they have the best win percentage in the NBA. Uh, I get nervous, I guess, when I just have flashbacks to that you know Western Conference collapse a few years ago that took Kawhi out. Are you nervous at all about something like that? Because I think this, fought, this win that they fought back against behold the Pistons. But I think that that shows kind of a little bit of a turn for this Clippers team. 
It does. It also comes on the heels of a blown 20-point lead against the Philadelphia 76ers on Friday night. So yeah. we won't talk about that, man. We're just going to keep that to, to yeah. ourselves. Yeah, we didn't mention that at all. I, I took journalism classes. I got to present <laughs> both sides. Lakers on the road against the Magic. The Lakers find themselves right. as three-and-a-half-point dogs in this thing. Total of 236-and-a-half. Let me guess. You're taking, you, you're taking the Lakers. I want to look at the over in this, which is disgusting because it's so high at 236 and a half. But since losing AD, as JVT has pointed out numerous times on vcin.com, make sure you check that out, uh, that the Lakers defense has just completely dropped off since losing him. And it's not like he was doing great before that. At least it was taking steps towards improvement, but now it's just completely off the rails. And over their last 10 games as an underdog, they're eight and two to the over. And the magic are favored here. It tells you how off the rails this Lakers team is right now. They're 10 and 0 ATS in their last 10, which I know uh, the JVT, I know you like the Lakers plus four and a half. I think the market did too. It's moved that line this way. Are you not thinking the magic are going to go 11 and 0 ATS? Uh, no. And I think you're, you're kind of, I do the whole thing with market highs and lows. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about a lot, Danielle, and, and you kind of alluded to it. This is really a market high for, for Orlando mm-hmm. right now, uh, with the number, at least on the overnight as high as four and a half, you know, it, we're still it, not a big adjustment. South points here at four, but uh, I'm going to go against that a little bit. And one of the things that you always look for when we're talking about these runs is why are they happening? Mm-hmm. Magic have been great defensively, but very quietly, opponents just shooting 31% on wide open three-point attempts against them, and they're giving up the third most wide open attempts throughout this entire run. So in other words, they're getting very lucky. Uh, I would assume that that luck runs out tonight defensively, and uh, maybe you're not going to be able to cover an inflated number that the market has given you. Yeah, fortunately for them, the Lakers' three-point shooting has not been yep. you know, incredible. Look at you coming through with just like the the all the knowledge just right off the. T- it's almost the like you write an article. It's, it's almost the like defense. they pay me to write it's about almost, it every day. It's almost as if you have an article over on Beeson.com right. about, about all this stuff. Uh, you do have some thoughts on Suns Grizzlies. Yeah. Oh, man, I'm really interested in what is happening to the Suns right now. And I love this Grizzlies team. I mean, I think we've all been a little bit high on them since last playoffs. Uh, but I took Grizzlies to cover minus three just last Friday. Uh, shorthanded Suns, obviously, but that worked out. They're shorthanded again. No Booker here. And they're on a three-game losing streak. They've won. Se- they've lost seven of their last ten. Their defense has been absolutely MIA. And really the difference maker that made me want to bet them on Friday for the Grizzlies uh, that I think will continue here is that they absolutely dominated the boards last time. They get putback points. They get second-chance points. They're healthy. The Suns are missing Booker and Shamet. I was worried that eight's too high here, but they did win by 25 on Friday. This is the same Grizzlies team that lost to the Nuggets and OKC not but 10 days ago, but also beat the pants off the Bucks. I don't know what to do with them half the time, but they have won their last three games uh, versus the Suns and have won each of those games by at least eight points. So it's Grizzlies or nothing for me here. Go in, follow her on the Twitter machine, at Danielle Alvari, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat. People are calling. YouTube. AOL, Alta Vista, the starting five, all the stuff, whatever, all, all the things, yeah, all the places that you can, all of the social, the medias, all the stuff, Vine, you find her all, all go to all these places Rest to find Danielle fine. on there. Yes. I think she's going to bring it back. Elon's, Elon's bringing it back. Danielle, thanks for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. We got, uh, we got some scoring and maybe some more coming in this bowl game. We'll update you here right on the other side. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. 
ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. This segment of VSIN Final Countdown is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a surprising, simply way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products, either too complicated, don't provide the satisfaction you're looking for, but not Zen Nicotine Pouches. They might surprise you. Six simple ingredients, completely tobacco-free, plus up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. You can buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That is Z-Y-N.com today. We talked about this game being 3-3 three to three as we came on air. It is no longer 3-3, three to three, JVT. We have a, a, a route in the making as we sit here 24-3. to three, mm. Memphis over Utah State with 24 seconds left in the half. In retrospect, we should have bet Memphis. I would say that, yeah. 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 I would say that first half, probably. We'd have covered for sure. Yeah. Should have should have done that if we would have. Hennigan, 15 to 21, 217 yards, three touchdowns for Memphis. And Cooper, Lega, only 33 
yards passing for Utah State. 33 yards and a, and a half. Ugh. Boy, and we have to watch this because it's on television. So we just got to. I mean, do technically, it. we don't have to watch. We it. We don't. I mean, we're kind of. We watch the replay of this Colts Chargers game, or the replay of this Milwaukee Boston game from Christmas. <laughs> is that what's on right now? It yeah. really is. Yeah, it's like so many good games. On like right we have now. we have day old football and multiple day old basketball. Right, so day old blowouts. At that. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, all right, so let's talk some basketball here. We got the Sixers and the Wizards in the early window. We got a four and a half to five in favor of the Sixers on the road at the Wizards. Two twenty five. Your total there. You already talked a little bit about the Lakers and the Magic. The Magic being. Three and a half point now favorites here. Why did you take the points with the Lakers in this one? Uh, it's pretty simple. I mean, I mm-hmm. mentioned all the issues with the uh, the Magic defense and whatnot. Uh, it's also kind of buying against like the market high here for mm-hmm. Orlando, and this is it's also kind of an experiment to a certain extent, Matt. So, what's been kind of interesting about this season, and I've mentioned this a couple of times here, uh, which has been the value of home court in the association this year. Uh, at one point, it peaked to nearly four points worth of value. Like, these home teams were just delivering, covering by margin. It, it was incredible. Uh, but this is starting to kind of even itself out. And so I, I went through and I separated home court by month, mm-hmm. right? So the first two, mo- two months, you know, or if you want to go by each month, home court was worth four points. In December, it is Britain worth one. So in other words, home court is not really meant as much mm-hmm. anymore. These teams are kind of getting used to getting in the flow of things. Whatever that blip on the radar was, we're starting to see it regress to what we kind of know now. So that's part of it, which is, all right, like is, is the market kind of overvaluing the magic plant at home here on top of them being on this run? They're working on what did Danielle say right now? It's like 11 or they're, they're working on their 11th consecutive cover. That would be tonight if they can win and cover over Los Angeles. I just think that when we talk about a defense that clearly has some weak points that they're getting by with, mm-hmm. a team that's at the top of the market, perhaps overvaluing home court, all of those numbers kind of coming together, plus my own number. I was like, you know what, four and a half, which was the overnight line, that's that's a little too high here. Let's go ahead and grab that. The market responded as such. I mean, four is the high side with the south point. We saw this get as low as three on the market throughout the morning, so – I think that there's a pretty good case we made here for the Lakers coming off of a, an embarrassing second half against the Dallas Mavericks on Christmas to kind of come back and uh, get a win and maybe get right here against Orlando. This uh, Sabonis injury for the Kings, are you worried at all about that? I guess they're saying he might try and yeah, play. Yeah, he's going to try to play through Try it. and play through it, which it seems like your thumb in basketball seems like it's maybe important. that would be a thing that you would want to function properly. But, hey, I've never played in the NBA. So You're right. <laughs> I mean, like you said, like I, it looks like he's trying to play through it. So maybe that's going to help him mm-hmm. out, um, or maybe it won't be as effective, right? And I mean, if you really think about it, he's not like exactly a shooter, right? Yeah. So it's it's not like, and, and if you've seen his jump shot, it's not really that great. So maybe it's not really going to affect him that much as a player. Uh, I, I'm always, you know, I'm always of the mindset you want it to heal and get ready. Yeah. Uh, but also him playing through it or trying to play through it does let you know that maybe this is a little bit serious than if he's going to go like the rehab and or fix it route, that this is going to be a little bit of a problem for him. So he's also left-handed. I think it's on his right hand. So that kind of helps you in terms of playing through it. If that's going to be the case when it comes like touch and things like that. So maybe it's not going to be that big of a deal. And maybe that's why he's trying to play through it as well. Um, but overall, the market has responded a little bit here. I mean, you're up to three and a half in favor of mm-hmm. Denver. Uh, I think we saw an opener overnight at two and a half. Tell you what, and the total tells you this. These are not two teams that play quite a bit of defense. Yeah. <laughs> this this yes. looks like it's going to be every, every bit of the up and down affair you think this thing might be, it's probably going to be. And, you know, like the Kings last week, there was a great opportunity. They played the, uh, the Lakers, mm-hmm. and it was like a, it was a super fast affair early on, but they were not hitting shots. If there's any bit of a slow start here, and this gets to like 231 or anything like that or lower, 
it's worth betting in game over because mm-hmm. this thing's going to pick up and these teams are going to score on each other. Yes, yeah, is kind of one of those under-the-radar guys that you kind of got to be in the bubble to realize just how good he is. He's yeah. averaging 18 points, 12 boards, and 7 assists on the season. I mean, like, that is really good. He's just one of those guys that, like, you just – unless you're really paying attention, he just kind of slides under the Dude, radar. He, so, when he's on the court – this is according to Cleaning the Glass. Mm-hmm. When he's on the court, their net rating improves by 14.7 points per 100 possessions. That's incredible. <laughs> and their offensive rating improves by 10 points too like he's he's been great for them he has been everything that they've wanted him to be their offense has been you know really really good this year no he's he's worth quite a bit and and he's a good rebounder as you mentioned that helps you on the defensive end he's improved their defense actually quite a bit with his ability to rebound so no he would be if for whatever like whatever reason if he can't play right if he can't play through it or if it gets worse and he has to miss time it would be a really big loss for Sacramento so the Nets just continued to roll on, get that 125-117 win over the Cavs. Now they improve to 22-12 and 12 on the season. Durant goes for another 32-9 and nine in this one. Uh, we talked a little bit to Nick Whalen yesterday where he was saying, you know, I think if I had to put in a ticket today, I might put it in on KD just because he was still sitting out there at kind of that 9-10-1 yeah. or something like that. Um, I wanted to get your kind of thoughts on that because, I, I, you know, look, there's so many – I get it why the guys are 250, but you don't want to put in 250 right now. You're right. looking for something like who's someone that could really play themselves into the conversation. And, you know, look, KD continues to kind of just keep getting it done night after night after night. And if this goes on, the Nets end up finding themselves in kind of those one of those top seeds, et cetera, et cetera. I imagine he will be kind of right there with all the here's Here's my only hangup, because mm-hmm. I think you're right. I think Kevin Durant – has been one of the three best players in the NBA this season. He's been incredible. If you look at the way that he's Mm -hmm. played, on both ends of the floor, by the way, defensively, he's been very good for Brooklyn, too. The problem is humans are involved, right? This is not played out on Mm -hmm. on the court. This is played out by people who have votes. And we have seen many years. I go back two years ago, right? James Harden, with his first year with Brooklyn, was in the midst of an MVP-type season. He was. Frankly, just flat out yeah. was. Kevin Durant was hurt. Kyrie Irving was hurt. That team was fighting for a one seed, and, and James Harden was looking like old-school Harden. But there were people, Matt, who were openly saying, I'm not voting for James Harden because I don't like the way that he handled himself in Houston. And I do wonder if the offseason, the drama with essentially forcing Steve Nash out, how many voters – do not want to vote for Kevin Durant because of the way the season transpired off the court leading up to this moment. That, that's my only pause. And, and, and here's the thing, though. That is incredibly real, and we have to, unfortunately, handicap voters' mindsets and what right. they may or may not do because, I mean, that that's they're the ones that are voting on this thing, and that's how we get this done. And so that brings me to my next question is, is, look, I don't think we have – any question that what Jokic is doing so far this year is is just insanity. I mean, 25 points, 11 boards, 10 assists. I mean, I, I mean he's basically averaging – it's 9.4 assists. He's basically averaging a triple-double, shooting 62% from the floor, et cetera, et cetera. Um, four to one. But the problem is, is he has been right there in the discussion the last three years, right to the very end. And, again, it is humans, like you said – And I wonder if Jokic fatigue at some point is going to play a factor in all this. And that's the thing that has me scared to to put any money on him, too. So it could be, but here's the the thing with that, right? He's And I talked about this with Mitchell Paul this Mm -hmm. morning, which was he actually, this year, he is doing something different than each of the last two seasons that he could achieve that he didn't each of the last two seasons. He could be the one seed in the Western Conference, Mm -hmm. right? So now you're looking at this and you're going, not only is he checking all the boxes Mm -hmm. statistically, and by the way, his numbers this year for talking about efficiency, differential, on all those, they're all better than they were last year or the year before that when he won the MVP. Now he's going to have, oh, my stats are better 
and I'm the best player on the one seed in the Western Conference. Like, I just, to your point about fatigue and kind of what we're talking about with Kevin Durant, I think both of those are so stupid. Mm-hmm. How can you have fatigue if he's the best player in basketball? There's no fatigue. He deserves the award if that's going to be the case. So I, I, I think there's a chance that that's the case. But if you're, if you're really making your ballot and you're going, yeah, he's already run it twice. I can't give it to him. Then you should be stripped of your vote because that's not what this thing is. Yeah, no, I mean, I agree, but it's the same. It's kind of one of those deals, too, where, but we know that how that works out. Yeah. Belichick, Belichick should have won coach of the year then six years in a row, seven years in a right. row, and didn't. Yep. And same deal. LeBron could have won MVP, however many, five years, six years in a row. And, and we go with all that. So I'm with you, man. I, I guess right now, though, if you look at the 250 on Tatum, the 330 on Giannis, and then even the 450 on Luka, even though they, they have some work to do. I guess all those numbers seem appropriate to me because they certainly are those guys that are getting the headlines every single night. Yeah, I think, and too, if you're taking a shot really quickly, the Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers are on fire. They're getting healthy and they're getting better. They could find their way into the top two in the uh, Eastern Conference. He's still double digits. I'd look out for Embiid, too. We'll talk some more NBA in our number two. We'll continue to run through some of these NFL headlines as well. We do have odds on the move even since yesterday. So some of this stuff continues to become, as we said, more officially official as, uh, you know, the rumors become a little bit more official and these people start to move these numbers and stuff. And we'll see if there's anything that looks appealing to us. Hour number two when we come back. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Turns out a delightfully clean home can make for a delightful start to the day. At Mrs. Myers, everything they make is inspired by the garden. With plant-derived and other thoughtfully chosen ingredients, their cleaning products smell like a dream and work like the Dickens, leaving your home sparkly clean and your to-do list tackled in no time. Goodness, there's no better feeling than that. Mrs. Myers, rooted in goodness. Visit MrsMyers.com today. 